there's a monster outside my room. Can I have a glass of water? Hello, it's the My Favourite Film Podcast. I'm Gav Smith, and we're back here again talking about films. This episode, in my opinion, is going to be a really good one. That's not to say the rest aren't all really good ones, but this one, I don't know, it's a film that I really enjoy, so it's going to make it a bit easier for me to talk about. My guest is Hugh Lehane. Uh, Hugh, how are you? How's hello there. Next? Yeah, hello. <laughs> um, could you tell the folks home a little bit about yourself, what you do, that type of thing, give them an idea, and then we'll get into this film. Absolutely. So I'm an actor and a musician and also uh, an intuitive which means I've got some psychic stuff going on, which might be uh, an explanation for why I particularly like this spooky movie. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's me. I'm I'm a, an interesting cat. I'm, I've moved here to the UK in 2018, and um, I love it here. It's it's a fantastic country, and I'm uh, enjoying it. Fantastic! It's it's. Must admit, I do love the Irish accent. It's fantastic listening to you. So I'm I'm going to enjoy this episode just from the point <laughs> of listening to your voice. To be honest, there you go. Um, so. The film you've picked is a really good one. I particularly like it. I like the, the I, I like pretty much everything that this director slash writer has done, which is really good. Can you tell us what the film is and give us a brief sort of plot synopsis of what it's all about? Well, it's it, it, the thing about this movie. I think that is so brilliant is the layers. It's so uh, layered. There's so many different uh, storylines that are kind of interweaving with one another. Yeah. I mean essentially it's it's a it's an end of the world kind of alien invasion movie from one point of view but from another point of view it's a, it's like a family trying to come to terms with a, a tragedy and yeah. that that's played out with this background of of an alien invasion um, which is such an interesting um, <laughs> juxtaposition you know that is, yeah. <laughs> wildly different events but but it's I think in a way, what the movie does is it takes all these different things and it weaves them all together into this incredible finale where all these different, sometimes small and sometimes larger uh, storylines or subplots all come together into this final uh, beautiful scene. So it, it I don't know, it, I know it, I'm not really answering the question because in a way it's very, diffi- <laughs> it's very difficult to, because, you know, if I say to someone, because in a way it's a horror movie, right? Yes, there's elements of horror in it, definitely. But, yeah. but also, there's it's a great comedy film. So there's a lot of yeah, humor absolutely. all the way through the scene yeah. where they're they're going chasing around outside the house, and and uh, he's he's telling Mel Gibson. Uh, so Joaquin Phoenix is telling Mel Gibson's character to curse, and yeah. he's a former priest, so he just yeah. can't say it. Yeah. Um, so there's some genuinely like comedic moments. Um, so oh, it's yeah. it's. It's a very interesting movie. I think it's very it difficult to to pin it down to uh, to one. Look, I would just find it. I would say to someone, you've got to see this movie. To it's, yeah, I was saying to a friend earlier. I feel like it's this movie is an experience. You know, you 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 it takes you on a journey, and and um, of course you have to allow yourself to go on that journey. But but yeah. uh, but it, it is. It's a, it's a. It's a one-of-a-kind film, and for me, yeah. uh, my top two, absolutely. Excellent. And in case anyone still doesn't know what film we're talking about, it, it is M. Night Shyamalan's Signs um, from back in 2002. So it's getting, it's getting on yeah. this film. It's nearly, nearly 21 years old now. It's, um, I know, right. On. Um, it was his third film uh, yes. following the success of Sixth Sense and the lukewarm reception, I think, that Unbreakable got. But Unbreakable's... Yeah up there with my favourite Shyamalan film. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic retake on the um, superhero genre. Yes. When did you first see this film then? Um, I first saw it uh, when it came out in the cinema. Um, I saw it in Ireland. Um, yeah. I was living there at the time. And um, again, just a breathtaking uh, mm-hmm. film. Um, and, and of course, you know, when you go back and, and look at the special features and you realize that it was made around the time of 9-11 yeah. and you start to understand that, that that the energy that was around at that time, which was very unique, is somehow that's in the middle of this mix as well, yeah. even though it's, yeah. of course, not spoken of. And uh, and so there's there's a lot of other 
The other thing for me is that uh, one of the things about this, and I, but perhaps I'm jumping ahead to to probably mm-hmm. future question you'll ask me about right, M Night, but his his the the incredible influence of Hitchcock in his movies, yeah, and and yeah. the the use of music. And the music in this movie, movie is very uh, actually, as you probably know, M Night didn't want any mu- music in the film. He no, wanted, no, he like, wanted silent, yeah. low key, yeah. And yeah. and so um, James Newton Howard, of course, is such a bloody genius. Um, uh, but uh, just that that little did it did it did it like yeah. it gives you a taste of it at the very beginning, just when the credits are going up. Yeah. And it already has you kind of on edge yeah. for something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the music does exactly what it's yeah. supposed to, which is to yeah. just put you in a sense of unease, just just not yes. sure what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. it's absolutely a genius, and and of course it reminds me a little bit of Psycho. Um, yeah. You know that the, just the certain music that just elevates it to to a different level. But there's just anyway, there's just so much in it that uh, it reminds me of some of the classic Hitchcock movies. Yeah. Um, but but it's 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 a homage to Hitchcock's work in in I think a respectful way and obviously in a unique way because I don't think there is a filmmaker like M Night. He's he's a very unique guy. He is. I mean, his his films, they've all got the same sense of them that they they bring in lots of different things at the same time. They yeah. almost speak to the the common man. I mean, like say Unbreakable, yes. I think is a wonderful idea of a, a film to take the the superhero genre and just go. Actually, it's it's. It's in the real world, and it's yeah. we're not going to try and bolster it and make it super. And he's flying, whatever. It's just yeah. he's managed to somehow find this one guy that can live through pretty much anything, and it's beautifully put together. And and, and Bruce Willis's character, and it doesn't have a clue that he is this superhero until someone kind of points it out to him that he's yes he's got something. What what made you see it then? Was it previous films that you'd seen? Had you seen Sixth Sense and Unbreakable? And thought, oh, this is, I must go and see the next film, or was it? Ah, uh, do you know what? Well, it's Aliens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just a great combination. Of, first of all, I mean, Sixth Sense was such a, uh, yeah. it was a phenomenon of a film Absolutely, at the time. Yeah. And yeah. so um, even though at the time I remember seeing Unbreakable and I, I don't know, it didn't quite resonate with me. I've since mm. got to love the film and, and understand it's 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 even better than I, I realized at the time. Yeah. But um, so I, I was already a fan of, of M. Night Shyamalan. And then, of course, having Mel Gibson, you know yeah. who we all love from Braveheart and Joaquin Phoenix, who was so brilliant as the Emperor and Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, like it was when I saw those two were in it, I was like, no brainer. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then it's <laughs> Aliens. I was like, because closing my top two movies are Close Encounters and Signs. They're maybe right. they're together at the number one spot. But yeah, but so, that, so yeah. anything related to to Aliens, I'm a sucker for it. So um, <laughs> that's that would that's why I went because it was like M Night, those two great actors, and and of course um, the Alien connection. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, like I said, I I went to see it. On the back of the previous two films, thought oh, he, yeah. he seems to be able to to know how to make a film and write a film. I've got to see his next one. So exactly, yeah. and, and this exactly. one was a much bigger box office than uh, Unbreakable had done. Unbreakable was kind of yes. got a lukewarm response, especially after Sixth Sense being so big. Yeah. Everyone, everyone went to see that at some point. What type of effect did this have? I mean, you you know, you say it's up there with your top two films, and if the other one's Close Encounters, there's they're a, a long way apart in time sort yes. of things when they were created. Yes. What was the effect that this had on you? Was it an immediate sort of, I love this, this is this is great, or did it well, take a while? I think, you know, one of the genius things that Ridley Scott does, um, uh, you probably notice here, I'm dropping these things left. I'm, I'm an actor, I'm passionate about <laughs> film. I just, I'm, so you're going to hear all these references coming in. It's Go perfect. It. <laughs> this is why I'm so excited about your, your podcast here, Gav. But, <laughs> but um, like, you know, when Ridley Scott made the first Alien movie, yeah. you know, taking the time at the very beginning of the movie, that 10 or so minutes of just showing you all the parts of the ship and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when the alien does finally come into it, we see so little of it yeah, and just enough to be terrifying. Um, yeah. And um, which makes it, Aliens itself is a great movie, the sequel to Alien. In yeah. it, but you can see them. They're everywhere. There's thousands yeah. of them. But, but in that first film, movie, the, the terror... Of, yep. of not seeing them. And I, I really think one of the genius things of science is the fact that you really don't see the aliens until 
there was that yeah. one moment in the middle of the film, which is you know one of the yeah. most terrifying films moments I think in cinema. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly it scares me. I was watching rewatching the movie actually the other yeah. night. I have to tell you this, yeah. Gav, and it was I'm out here in a very rural location, and I got <laughs> oh, to yeah. that that moment, and I was just like, I, I'm not going to watch the rest of this tonight. Like, like you know what I mean? <laughs> and I've seen this movie twenty, thirty more, more times, and uh, but it was just it was just a little bit too creepy. It's a, I think it's yeah. a mixture of children. Yes. Um. It, it, with something so horrifying, yes. And that that is just and and Joaquin Phoenix, the way he jumps out of the t- he, he is the audience at that moment. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. and that's uh, you know, that's just one of those. It's it's such a beautiful, incredible uh, moment. Um, genius filmmaking. Just yeah. So it, good. Oh, it is. It's 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 brilliant. I mean. It is, is, you're right, that thing of children, these things, it's the same as, I suppose, in Close Encounters, where you have the, the child that follows the flashing yes. lights. It's the same type of thing that when you see children yeah. getting involved in that type of thing, it is yeah. slightly more scarier for some yeah. reason because they're so innocent, naive, easy to, to just yeah. go along with whatever's there. They don't see the danger. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, he's going, Vamanos, Vamanos. He's like, <laughs> get out of the way. Yeah. You know, because it's like, we're, we're looking, what are they looking at? What are they looking at? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, oh my God. It's so, yeah. uh, so brilliantly conceived. I think M. Night just has a, has a, a, a wild brain. Uh, his imagination is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it, the, everything he's done has had something about it that's just, yeah, I don't know. Just got something that you, you have to talk about it. I mean, I know certainly yeah. after Sixth Sense, everyone was talking about Sixth Sense. Everyone just kept talking about the fact there's a twist ending, um, yeah. which then it was unfortunate for me because I, I went into the film knowing there was a twist ending, so I was looking for yeah. it the whole way through the film. But yes. I know the people who have gone in not knowing the twist ending saw it as something completely different than I had. It was like, ah, that's yeah. the twist ending, right, got it. But everybody else was kind of like, oh, there's a twist ending. So yeah, yeah, this one doesn't have the same type of twist ending, which is quite nice that he hasn't got it. Which I think Unbreakable had a kind of twist at the end. So yes, it was nice that he kind of gone. Well, I don't have to do that in every film. I can do something yes. different, and he, he proved his, his range on that. I mean, he is a very clever writer and director. And I suppose moving away from Bruce Willis, who'd been his kind of main character in his previous two films. Yes, what do you think of his, his choice to bring Mel Gibson in as a? I mean. He's such a different actor to Bruce Willis, for one thing. Yeah. And to give him a, a co-star in Joaquin Phoenix, what do you think of him from that point of view and his choice of actors? I mean, he's worked with some brilliant actors along yeah. the way here. Well, I think, you know, um, Mel Gibson, I'm just going to go into this here full on here. Mel Gibson, you know, he he, he did, I think it was Lethal Weapon 3 or 4. Yeah. He agreed to do it on the, on the. Uh, you probably know this, he agreed to do it on, on condition that he could uh, have the money to shoot Hamlet. And and I think that yes. in, in, a, in a way, um, like all his characters are Hamlet. Do you know what I mean? That's just his, yes. like you think about this this guy in, in Lethal Weapon, like he's just a little crazy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, he's yeah, keeping yeah. it together, but then, you know, people keep pushing him, people keep pushing him. Uh, and just yeah. like Hamlet, do you know what I mean? Like everyone, everything turns against him and he eventually just, you know, um, you know, he just goes crazy and, and ends up dying from it all. But, but I think there's, there's, Braveheart is part of that, you know. Obviously, his wife is killed. Um, yeah. Oops, uh, sorry, guys. Um, spoiler: If you haven't seen Braveheart, sorry. I don't worry. It's, it's kind of but, it's kind of known that spoilers come out in this, yeah. and I'll, oh, I'll okay. mention well, that we might spoil cool. other films as well. So. They were cool, but <laughs> but, but, right. um, but I think that um, he has a certain madness to him, and and the fact yeah. that obviously, again, here is another movie where his wife dies. I don't think this, yeah. you know. Uh, in in Hamlet, of course, it's his father that passes away, and, and he's haunted by the ghost. See the connection? Yeah. It's just it's it's like so. Yeah, um, and yeah. this, this, some of you watch Tom Cruise's movies; he's got a pattern to all his characters as well. Yeah, you know, he's lost, doesn't know what's going on, but somehow finds his way and becomes the hero. Uh, and so, yeah. uh, so I think that Mel Gibson was a perfect choice because also being a parent, I think he's got an, a huge amount of children. And and I think he was, if not Catholic, he's definitely. I know he's religious as well. So I think there was. Yeah. It was just a no brainer for him, and a, an unusual part for Joaquin Phoenix to play. Yeah. Um. But uh, because he, in a way, was comedic a lot of the time. But like you know, this the scene where they're all sitting on 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 the couch with tinfoil hats. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just <laughs> yeah. full on, like you know, into that that whole comedic aspect of it. But but. In a way, he he also becomes um, the grounding 
yes. force in the film and brings Mel Gibson and he he's holding the whole family together. At one point, the, the police officer says, you know, he says, I don't think I've really helped. And she says, oh, you are, you know, and um, and again, that, that's another interesting side character in it as yeah, well, yeah, who, yeah. whose relationship you, you're like, you know, because, you know, you watch the first couple of scenes where she's in and trying to find out what's going on in the neighborhood and she's talking about telling all these funky stories about things that are happening in the town. And, and you're like, what is this relationship she has with the family? Do you know what I mean? And then you see the final scene, you know, where Mel Gibson talks yeah. to his wife and, and you start yeah. to understand the relationship. You know, it's like in a ham on, oh, that's why they, you know, Mel Gibson and her have a unique relationship, yeah. you know? Yeah. We're talking about sort of M. Night and how he's done this and whatever else. There's, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's a thing called the, Mc, the McPherson tape, which is a film. Uh, it was made in yes. 1989, which is about an alien invasion, very like Signs is. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is a birthday party scene, very like the one in Signs. And I think there's definitely, it's been picked up before that is kind of a, a homage to it almost. Have you seen right. the Mediacent tape or anything? I like have that? not seen this. I'm no. st- staggered and astonished that I don't know about this. I'm like, what kind of a nerd are you, Hugh? Come on now. You should yeah. know about this. I'll be watching it tonight. Trust me. Um, I almost been someone. interesting. It was pointed out to me by by someone, and I was like, "No, really, there's something like." And I watched it, and it is. I mean, it's it's 1989, so it predates signs an awful lot. But there is a point in it where it is. It's a birthday party, and, and an alien appears in the birthday party, much the same way as does in signs. That scene is a scene that gets voted in the top sort of scariest scenes in any film, and it is, as you said, it it made you Terrifying. want to stop the film. It, I mean, do you live near a cornfield? Is that, is that something that you're worried about as well? That you... <laughs> you, exactly. Well, that's another thing. I mean, the cornfields, uh, they've been used in so many different films. You know, yeah, the X-Files yeah. movie had a great scene, yeah. the cornfield, helicopter yeah. chase, and, of yeah. course, you know, the children of the corn. And you know, there's so yeah. many, right, where they use it so, so well. Um, I don't have any cornfields in here, but it, I am literally like when I step outside, it's pitch black. Do you know what I mean? So oh, like yeah. if yeah. if these guys came here for me, it would not be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but um, so, it is, it's a truly unique scene. It really is. Yeah. What, what do you, I mean, I was going to ask about favorite scenes and things later on, but I'm kind of going to take this somehow out of the running because I think it's one of those scenes that everyone in this film would go, yeah, that scene where the alien appears yeah. birth party. Why do you think this scene is, so strong because actually it's just kind of a creeping dread there's nothing you only see a yeah. brief glimpse of the alien it's not like you see loads of it it's yeah. not like it's that's why is it classed as being one of these scariest scenes do you think well i think like we were talking about alien either earlier i think that somehow hmm. ridley scott psychologically um okay let me give you this example so in alien um you see, the, the first reaction we see to the alien is from the cat yeah right um, yeah. And uh, and and there's you see like in the cat's eyes you see a move and you don't know what it is and it's really really scary and um, you yeah. do see a brief flash of it when it it uh, kills the first uh, crew member. Yes. But what happens is that later on, I think you know when Dallas is going through the tunnels with the flamethrower trying to find it, and we see it again, it becomes yeah. even more terrifying because like it's like it's like levels. So it gives you a little flash yeah. and then a little bit more, and then every time you see it, the other f- things are playing into it as well. You're like, yeah. oh god, it's even creepier than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think that that's um, you know initially um, the you know Mel Gibson, uh, his daughter says, "Daddy, there's a monster outside," and. And kind of have a drink of water, and yeah. um, uh, and he and then a few minutes later he actually looks out the window and sees it. Now, it, it, yeah. what I love about that is you, you're like, oh, what the hell was that? But you don't see it, and then they run out, and again we don't see it. We just hear the noise on the roof, and yeah. then we see the, the swing going, and it's so like literally, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. It's so yeah, well yeah. done because you're like you don't yeah. see anything. And then, of course, later, you know, Mel Gibson sees the, the leg of the creature move back into the the, the trees. Yeah. Um, and I think isn't there, they throw something into the corn and it's thrown back out or something like that. So, yeah. but again, because you haven't seen anything, um, you just have a, a kind of a, you know, by the time you actually get to see the full full uh, alien for the first time, it's I think it's all those other earlier moments are yeah. kind of have psychologically got you to a, a certain point where that pushes you over the top, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it does the same thing as Alien, which is, it, I suppose, it riffs on the old the slasher movie thing, that except yes. no one's getting 
bumped off as well as no one's getting killed by this alien. But it, yes. it does that same thing that slasher movies do, that you kind of know the bad guy's there, you know the, the creature, whatever it is, is there, mm-hmm. but you don't yeah. actually see them until that final moment or that moment yeah. where they jump out and attack. It, it does it does that very well. There is a, I've described it in, in about other films, it's a kind of creeping dread that comes in through the whole film. Yes. It's kind of a drip thread dread that you yes. get and then eventually I guess there's a release in that you find out is that what it is but yeah that scene is yeah where they, they first see it, it it's really it is scary it, it's and I can imagine if you're living in the middle of nowhere and it's pitch oh black God. <laughs> well there's there's a particular scene where Mel Gibson you know they're they're expecting the attack I don't yeah. know if you remember this part, but he looks out and he, he, we don't ever see it, but you can tell he's obviously observing seven, eight of them, 10 of them walking yeah. towards the house. Yeah. And I think he closes the door, hammers the window. I can't remember, but, yeah. but it's like, um, it, it's again, I, I put a beautiful moment not to, not to see them when they yeah. chase him into the basement. Um, again, we don't hear them. We just hear the noises and we, and we yeah. see the door, uh, handle turn, and and it's just absolutely terrifying again because we're not seeing them. And yeah. then do you remember the moment where the the light switch goes off in the basement yes. and they're in pitch black and all we can yeah. hear is the noise and it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. It, it, it turns it, on I mean, the torch and it's coming out of the of the uh, coal shaft and it's just, yeah, it's yeah. Just I mean, absolutely worst it is, nightmare. You know, it's brilliant and it's it's. If you're going to do horror, that's how you do it. There's a, a number of horror directors that always fail in this, that they, they show you absolutely everything there is to show about the creature. They yeah. show you the creature coming out, and they show you too much. And by showing you yes. too much, you know it's fake, and you know it's not real, and you know what's yes. coming. By putting it in darkness and not showing you anything or showing you glimpses, yeah. your imagination can take over and you can get a lot more from it. And that's when exactly. it becomes truly scary i mean it was i was talking to someone about um texas chainsaw massacre which is you know yes it truly gruesome film everyone thinks you know it's a horrible it's a gory film actually there's no blood in it and people forget there's actually there's no blood at all in texas chainsaw massacre you don't see anything that happens it's all in your mind and yes oh, it looks wow. a really dirty set and it looks yeah. grim and grimy but actually it's it's not gory it's not a gory film at all it's just scary and unnerving yeah. Um, and this does, I suppose, plays that same thing that it doesn't show you anything yeah. happening. It just keeps it nice and dark, shows you bits and pieces now and again. It shows you the reaction of everyone else, which is yeah. a lot scarier than seeing what's actually happening a lot of the time. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Mm. It's, mm. So I, th- I think that these great directors out there, as you've just uh, very succinctly put it there, they just they have a an awareness of the psychology of, of yeah. this feature film and the experience of being in the theater and the yeah. use of music and as you said shadows and what you see and what you don't see they're just that's what makes them yeah. the geniuses they are yeah i mean any good horror film it, it plays on darkness doesn't it especially if you're gonna yeah. watch it in a cinema where you are in the dark anyway it doesn't work so well at home if you've got all the lights on but no no <laughs> Maybe it does. I don't know. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the podcast, the best way of doing it is myfavoritefilmpodcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. You can find us on the social media. So X, it's my fave film. I nearly forgot what it was there. Instagram, it's at my favorite film podcast, which is the same for threads. And Facebook, just search up my favorite film. A best way of finding us, though, is if you just go to the website, which is www.myfavoritefilm.com. And all the links are on there including recently put up um, a version of our wonderful uh, theme tune. I nearly forgot what I was talking about there. A wonderful theme tune by the Craig Will Collaboration. I've put a full version of that instead of the little 20-second snippet you get during the course of this. That's on there. And their new album is also still available from all good music streamers, buyers, whatever it is. That's Long Way Home by the Craig Will Collaboration. I also have to mention Zencaster. I do this podcast using Zencaster. It's a wonderful piece of software. Just log in on any browser on a PC. You can get high-quality video and audio up to 4K. Really, really easy to use. It's multi-layered. It records all of the audio locally. So even if you get any problems with your internet and that type of thing, as the audio is recorded locally, it all comes up nicely and all works brilliantly they also host podcasts and everything else like that they're really good if you want to have a look at zencaster and maybe become a podcaster yourself if you head over to zencaster.com slash pricing you can use a special code for this podcast which is mff 
and that will give you 30% off your first month, which is great. Zencaster, by the way, is Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. There's no E in Zencaster. But all the links for that are in the show notes. Wow, that seems like a lot of stuff. Um, Hugh, is there anything you want to sell at this moment? Anything you want to tell us about where we can find you and that type of thing? Well, if you, if you, for anyone who wants to know about uh, my acting, you can watch my my show reels and and information about me and my music. Um, uh, you can listen to my music and see all my acting on on my website, which is hughlahan.com. So it's h u g h l e h a n e dot com. Excellent. I shall put links to that in the show notes as well, so people can go there and see what you do and what you sound like and all of your music and that type of thing. Sounds great. I didn't listen to any of your music. I didn't realize you were a musician, so that's quite cool. Yeah. I just looked at your IMDb profile and, wow, you've been in a lot of films. You really have. Should we get back into this film? This is my favorite section. So this is the bit where I talk about what you really, really like about that film. So who is your favorite character in the film and why? And by character, I don't mean performance or actor. The actual character. Um, well, I think that obviously Graham, the father, uh, is is a is you know it's kind of a no brainer. But but yeah. But for me, the it's the um, I think it would be um, actually Meryl, uh, right? Uh, and the reason for that is, I mean, part of it is in the way he gets to become the hero. You know, swing away, Meryl, swing away. I mean, the final yeah. words <laughs> that the wife says. And you, and, yeah. you know, from earlier on in the in the military uh, office, you know, we hear the story about how he just he said it just didn't feel right not to swing, and just yeah. that moment of and the fact that he decided to stay with them, <clears throat> ultimately in a way he was the hero, um, and yeah. uh, and saved all of them, and so yeah. I guess you know uh, even though I love Mel Gibson and and, and I think his performance is, is just next level. I just think that character, just in terms of the character, would definitely have to go to, to Joaquin Phoenix. He is a great character. There's so many sort of his layers to his performance and the, the yes. way he is, the, the different things that he does, trying to get the kids involved and trying to keep the kids safe and whatever else. Yeah, yeah I like, I think it's, I, Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is a brilliant actor as well. So, yeah. As well as being a really good character. So, would you put him as being your top performance as well? Or is there someone you think does a better performance? Well, I think, better, yeah, the the nature of of Mel Gibson's performance for me was was, mm. I mean, especially in the dinner scene where you know he goes from. I mean, the scenes I love those moments uh, as a parent myself. You know, when he he talks yeah. to his child, like you know, it's so it like this horror is happening. They they're breaking yeah. into the house. You know, you hear Meryl yeah. say they're in the house, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and yeah. He's, he stops and he's talking to us. And when you were born, this is what happened. And it's and it's like, and this beautiful moment as a father. But then earlier he like loses his shit at the dinner table, and yeah. it's like an, a complete fucking asshole. And then yeah. all of a sudden, completely breaks. You know, and is in 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 tears. Um, and again, the fact that this brutal family situation is all uh, unraveling uh, as the aliens are attacking yeah 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 it's it's such an extraordinary uh, uh situation when you think about yeah. it very very <laughs> clever to have this d- dramatic thing in the book going on in the background it it, uh, it was it was a very unique situation so i don't yeah i think the performance would definitely in terms of of mel gibson what he goes through i mean for example you know, we can only imagine if we lost our wife, how we'd, re- oh, yeah. we'd react if we saw the person who did it. You know, and that scene where they're having yes. pizza and he looks out and he sees him and the look on Mel Gibson's face, you feel like he's going to go out and murder the whole town. Um, yeah. And then yeah. he just turns around and he eats the pizza. Do you know what I mean? He's like, turns it on, turns it off. Yeah. And, and so you feel like the whole movie, I think you feel like he's holding on to so much rage. Um, and, uh, and, and yet... The whole situation with the aliens and everything, you know, he, he, you know what I mean? He's like, um, yeah, you know, he, I think he says at some point, maybe we're overreacting, but I'm willing to live with that, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful performance. Mel Gibson is one of those actors that sometimes you can just put in the absolute performance of his life, and other times yeah. you think, what were you doing there, Mel? Why did yeah. you do that? Something. But this one is one where he he really is he's, he is slightly playing off what we expect 
from Mel Gibson in most yeah. movies. This isn't the type of Mel Gibson we've seen in a lot of movies up to this point in his career. No. So it, it's odd to see him in this type of role in this kind of very fatherly role. But yeah, he does. He switches from the nice father to the really angry man who's obviously yeah. you know grieving still for his, his dead wife. And yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack in there, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and he, he put it. It's all there in his performance. You're right, and I guess. I see what you say about linking back to Hamlet and how he, he plays yeah. Hamlet in a lot of his roles. Because, yeah, I can actually yeah. see that now in, in that. I hadn't really thought about it before, but, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of that in there, isn't there? Yeah. Yes, big time, big time. Yeah. We talked about the scary scene uh, yes. just before our ad break there. Have you got another kind of favourite scene? I mean, you've mentioned quite a few scenes there that you've, you really obviously enjoy from the film. You obviously, you are very passionate um, about the film. You do, you do like it. Yeah, is my there a, favorite scene is the end, the final scene. I mean, basically, from just I, I, I honestly believe I have not seen a better conclusion to a film. I, I can't yeah. think of one because of the way that it brings everything together. Um, I mean, you know, the it's also that the false ending. You know, it's been yeah. used in so many movies. I, 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 one of my favorite false endings is in Aliens, where they get you know back up to the drop up to the ship and they think they're yeah. safe. Um, and then uh, the mother has been alien has been on top of the ship, and she pops in and, and kills Bishop. Yeah. But but the thing for me is that um, about this final scene is they come up from the basement. You know the sun is the sun sunshine. It's just a perfect you know opposite of what they were experiencing in the basement yeah. with the dark. You know, yeah. and um, he puts his son down on 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 the couch. And they're, you know, and then all of a sudden, again, classic Hitchcock, we see the reflection in the television of yeah. that the alien is in the room, the alien that yeah. Mel Gibson had come across earlier. And for, yeah. so for me, it's 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 the way that that scene jumps from, you know, Mel Gibson, he's, the camera goes in him and it kind of goes, does one of those Spielberg like wide shots uh, yes. where it kind of stretches and, yeah. and, um, uh, and I love like that's definitely obviously because Shaman is is obviously inspired by Spielberg as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it's it's that moment. And then we go to to the to the scene that we've seen hinted at before, and and um, the the woman's the police officer says this is you're going to speak to your to your wife for the last time. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. you're just like, I mean, it, if you you don't get higher extraordinary stakes than that do you know what i mean and and i think she actually does explain that she's pinned to the to the she's pinned to the to the tree um yeah and they're saying somehow because of the way she is it's she's still okay but as soon as they release the car she's going to die yeah. and um and so to go from that scene and then um we finally get to hear her final words yeah. You know, with your swing away, Meryl, swing away. <laughs> God, yeah. it's so yeah. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> um, just the, the um, and then, um, you know, comes back into the moment and he just goes swing away. And, you know, the, and, yeah. and then you have the thing with the water glasses and all yes. of a sudden you're like, oh my God, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and then the thing about um, the gas you know, and uh, from the alien, and and we know that that you know because um, what was it, Kieran Culkin? Because yes. we know that his character has really bad asthma, and, yeah. and you know Mel Gibson says he hasn't taken it in because because his you know he he basically was in shock and and had uh, his lungs had shut down before the gas was released. So yes. it's just all like all the way through, we had this thing about him using the inhaler and he, yeah, you know, yeah. he had the attack in the basement and so you have yeah. all of that and then the, the girl why are you not drinking the water it's contaminated so uh, and all of a sudden that makes sense and then the relationship with the police officer you know yeah. and and then this final conversation with his wife and he's like yeah. you understand everything about all of these characters and the swing away um and it's just you know yeah I absolutely agree. It it it's it is an amazing ending to a film because I mean I said earlier about twist endings and things and it isn't a twist ending as such. It's a oh. there's that false ending and they come out and it just it brings everything together. It's like everything that's happened through the whole film all led I up know. to that point properly and give you a proper ending to a film, which so many films don't bother doing. They just kind of go, Ah, oh, well that was it, finished. Whereas this one kind of 
ties up every loose end. It lets you know what's gone on, why things were said, why would things were done in different ways, and even giving you a reason why asthma would be something that one of his children has. It's almost yes. like it, it was a, a reason why he had asthma so that they could go through that whole thing of him not taking in the gas and whatever else. It's and yeah, The whole overriding theme of the film, which is that wonderful scene uh, talking about, you know, people who believe that life yep. is just, you know, there's, there's just pure luck and other people who believe in signs and synchronicities. Yes. And all of a sudden in this whole scene, like everything happened for a reason, every yeah. single thing. And in fact, if his wife hadn't died, yeah. they wouldn't have survived. That was, that was yeah. the gift that she gave to them. And do you remember yeah. that moment? I thought it was such a spiritual moment at the end of the film when Mel Gibson is lying there and he thinks his son is dead and he... Mm. <laughs> It's um, yeah. oh God. It's so I'm feeling emotional thinking about it. But he, he, looks up, <laughs> he looks up to God and says, "Don't yeah. you, don't do it. Don't do take another life from me." And yeah, and it's, everyone with a heart in their body is going to just feel that moment. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. What a range of emotions. What an extraordinary final scene. You yeah. know, and this is why, like, you know, if you, if you ask me who are my top directors, I'd love to work for one of them is absolutely M. Night Shyamalan because of his pure genius of his work. Absolutely. And I mean, the, also the performance he gets out of his actors. It's, it's like he, he knows he knows his work. He can write. He I mean, the guy writes an amazing film. He writes some amazing scripts. But the performance he seems to get out of his actors when he's directing yeah. is, is unbelievable. I think every actor in this is at the top of their game. It's it's. Yeah. It's one of those odd things that why no awards sort of came from the Academy on this one, I, I yes. never quite understand because there are some amazing performances in this and the way that yeah. everyone in it works is so well done. I mean, you look at the awards it did win, it win it's got all sorts of little awards around the background of, you know, yeah. best director in a horror film and things like that. You know, it, it, I think it's got the Bram Stoker Award for the script writing. It's like, it, yeah. it's odd awards it's got. I suppose, but it never got the big recognition of the big award ceremonies. Have you got a favourite line in the film, other than swing away? Because obviously <laughs> that's the big line, I suppose. Well, I think, you know, um, I think that for some reason there's that moment where she goes, you know, like, this is the last time you're going to speak to your wife. Yeah. You, know, you understand yeah. what I've just told you. You know, yeah. um in a way, it's because we're gasping because we're now finally understanding the torment that this man has gone through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like it's so strange because there's so much happening in that. Like it, it's almost like I feel like I, every time I go back to see the movie, I keep discovering more and more in it because mm. you're so overcome with emotion in that last uh, part. Um, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's what a what a roller coaster ride. It it, it definitely is. I mean, it, it goes through. As you said, it's got some comedic moments in it. It's got some funny moments in it. It's got lots of horror in it, and it's got an amazing heart and a huge amount of emotion in it from, yes. you know, the grief-ridden family. I suppose. What's, um, what's your favorite scene? Oh, that's a really difficult one because you. I, I know I ask these questions, but yeah, I I'm going to go for the comedic scene because I do love the bit where they're all sitting on the couch with their um, tinfoil hats on. Um, <laughs> And I just think it's it's so well to put together and it's just Whacking Phoenix's whole demeanour in that that scene yes. of this is what we have to do to keep ourselves safe is just is brilliant. And, and again, yes. it's one of those things of getting a really good performance out of your actors. And it, it makes me laugh every time. I think it's it's one of those bits that I just I could watch and go, yeah, that's we're getting to that bit where I'm gonna get a bit of a laugh, which is it's a nice kind of I, I suppose it's it's a lift, isn't it, in the middle where you yes. kinda like we've had horror, we've had too much emotion, yeah. and now we've got a little bit of a laugh, and that's okay. And then we can go back yeah. to some more emotion and more horror, and it, it's yes. fine. Uh, I think all the best horror movies do give you that ability to give you a laugh and then yeah. give you a jump and give you a horror bit. And it makes the horror all the more scary because you've just had a laugh, or if the laugh comes yeah. straight after the horror, it's kind of like, oh, it's all all right again. And that's one of those scenes. And I think I like that. In, a scary film to have a bit that makes you go, oh yeah, it is all right. Everyone's okay. It's all just yes. life and that's where it is. And the end, as you've said, because of the way it brings everything together and kind of gives you ah, that all round 
good feeling that everything happened for a reason, yes. that everything's in there is right, and all those yeah. ends are tied up, and everything's okay again, I suppose, with the yes. world, other than the problems that family have still got, because their problems are yeah. still the same. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's nicely done from that point of view. There's, there's lots of good scenes is the problem, I suppose, with a film like this. Oh, um, it's just so so many. I mean, yeah. there was you remember that great scene uh, where the um she's coming in interviewing them and they're tra- she says, "Well, you know, I don't really know what these guys look like," and, and she starts yeah. telling a story about about Swedish uh, high jumpers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and whacking Phoenix again as it just nails the comedy with with his sarcasm, yeah, uh, you know, saying, "Well." presuming it's excluding Swedish high jumpers, you know, it's just, it's a very, very funny, so it is. so many great moments. Yeah. Owen McQueen Phoenix in this is definitely the comic foil. He's, he's does yeah. a lot of the comedy comes from him, which is yeah. great to see. It's a bit of an odd one, but is there some part of the film other than the scary bits that you kind of always think, Oh no, not this bit. I'm going to have to turn away. I can't watch this or a bit that doesn't work, I suppose. That's that's a really tough one because, you know, like, for example, let's say it's Close Encounters. You know, there's a couple of yeah. scenes at the end where you can kind of see that they're, you know, the, the, there's children dressed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that was, but I mean, you just forgive that, right? Because it's, everything yeah. else about that film is just so absolutely next level. So yeah. I, I don't know, with, with, oh, with science, I just, I, I really struggle to find anything that I don't like yeah. about the film is, 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 yeah, is the fair truth. Enough. I mean, no, that, that's that's all right. I yeah. mean, it's absolutely fine to have no problems with a film. Many people have said it before because it's one of those things. With this being a, a podcast about your favourite film, you probably think that it's pretty much perfect for some yeah. reason. So to find something that's tough or bad about it, you, normally if I can see something that's bad in it, I'll get an excuse from the person yes. who sends their favourite film as to why that, that's okay. But actually, yeah. it's difficult. I think because Shalman's writing is so good, it is difficult to find a plot hole in it. Well, do you remember the scene in the car where um, the with the baby monitor? Yes. And I mean, I, from a purely logistical point of view, for shooting that, I believe it was quite a nightmare to to shoot. You know, the way they there's four of them in the car, and they get out of the car, and they end up on you know all four of them are attached to each other, holding on to each yeah. other. Yeah. Um. And, and the logistics apparently of shooting that scene were very difficult. But but the thing for me was like, and we and we haven't. This is one thing we haven't mentioned. Those children, like, yeah, they're acting with two Oscar winners. Yeah. yeah. To two of the greatest <laughs> actors. Uh, yeah. Of, yeah. Of yeah. Times. And yeah. and they easily held their own, if not oh, yeah. stole the scene on a, yeah. on a number of occasions. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I think you're right. I think that uh, Shannon's direction of the two children with the two actors um, in that type of scene, as an example, like it's just so, like, you just absolutely believe that they're you know, two brothers and and the and the two children. You just don't even for a second think yeah. they're not. Who they are. Let's go to the, the whole point. There's obviously there's lots of signs in it. There's lots of. Yeah. I mean, the the name is signs because there's there's signs of alien life and there's all sorts of other signs within it that give you all sorts. Yes. What what's your own? Because you said before about you that being a bit supernatural and whatever else. What's your opinions on aliens and crop circles and the like? Well, I, I think you know. Um, I'm obviously uh, I believe in, in I believe we've been in contact with you know them for for a long time and okay um it's hilarious to me like all this stuff coming out at the moment it's like well we're finally admitting it's real it's, <laughs> so many people have known that for such a long time but yeah but you know I I do think there's um I just think that that um there's just a really profound spiritual aspect to this film as well and what I like about it yeah. is it's not like Sometimes, you know, if when people bring spirituality into a film, they're like shoving it down your throat. Um, but I, yes. I don't think, I think it's very subtle. Um, um, perhaps in some be- moments it isn't, but but I feel like it just, it's very, because, you know, when, when, when Gibson's character is talking about there's two types of people, you know, and there's one yeah. group of people in a, in this moment are going to look at those spaceships very suspiciously and they're going to think yeah. like, you know, we're screwed basically. And then there's another yeah. group of people who believe that no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and, and I really think that that's, uh, that applies not just to the, to the end of the world scenario, but also even within that family. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, 
and uh, Joaquin Phoenix says, you know, give me some comfort. Yeah. That's what starts that scene off. Do you know what I mean? He wants to feel that comfort because part of, of Joaquin is leaning towards towards feeling like we're, we're, we're I was going to curse there, but you know, we're that's screwed. That's right. If you, if you do, it's okay. Uh, okay. So, so that's, um, uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm from Ireland, so I've got a potty mouth, as they say yeah. in America. Uh, so, but I've done you very do well. well. You do well, yeah. Well. <laughs> By now, normally it could be, it's full of Fs and whatever else. Right. So I try and keep it clean, but every now and again, you get a guest on who just can't, <laughs> can't stop it. So it's one of those things. <laughs> but I think, I think that's it. I think it's just the, the spiritual side of this and that it's for me, I want to make films where people leave the theater and they're thinking about it afterwards to be part of that process that can inspire mm. people and get them to think about their life in a different way. Mm. Um, and so that for me is why I love this film and, and close encounter so much. Cause I really feel yeah. like you, they stay with you and you, you, you ponder over it and you, you go back and see the movie over and over again. Sometimes you're in a different place in your life the next time you see the film. And so, you yeah, get yeah. you know what I mean? You get yeah. a different thing from the movie that perhaps you didn't get before. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly back in 2002, I, I wasn't a father in 2002. So when I saw yeah. this the first time, that there were no children in my life. Watching it now as a father, it's a very different film to watch and you get yes. a lot more from your you react with Mel Gibson as a father in a very yes. different way than you did before you had children. Yeah. So it is it's interesting from that point of view. And I think Definitely. a lot of films do that, but this one does it really, really well. Do you think oh, some of the, the, the making you think about spirituality, try and get my words there, making you think about spirituality comes a little bit from the fact that Mel Gibson's character is a former priest that's lost his faith in religion because of the death of his wife. Does that make you think yes. more in that? And does that bring more of that in, do you think? Well, I think it just brings the human condition in is because, you know, like I believe myself that everything happens for a reason, but then when, yeah. when things go wrong in your life, that's the real test, you know, because yeah. then you have to sit there and you have to start thinking this really challenging moment has happened. Like, are you serious? Like, I mean, that's because I don't know how many times I've thought of myself looking up at the sky going, you, effing kidding me god do you know what i mean yeah that's something that happens in your life <laughs> now later on we can of course you know um philosophize about these things and start to understand <laughs> oh if that hadn't happened then this wouldn't have happened and so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah. We, we find the the good out of it but i i do think that that is that is one of the profound things that it, that it investigates is just the whole idea of you know um uh of, of things happening for a reason and and yeah. uh, and losing our faith and and being angry um yeah in a, in a way i guess i've just it's just come to me now that i think in a way the movie takes us through the stages of grief never thought of that before yeah i suppose it does doesn't it yeah you, you know, go through like denial yeah. anger yeah. um you know and ultimately uh forgiveness you know yeah acceptance um, and forgiveness yeah 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 you're probably right that's I've never thought that either. Wow. It just literally occurred to me. You're going to ponder on that for a little bit. <laughs> it's a genius yeah. for a podcast. You're, you're getting oh, to, to think about things in a different way. Yeah, you think about things in different ways. Which, you know, it's part of the idea, isn't it, that people do think about the f films, even if it's their favorite film, in a different way than they maybe have before. I mean, there, there are loads of links and things. We see these shapes in the crop circles throughout the whole thing uh, in different places. I mean, there's a, there's a wonderful bit where they do a Sky oh. News report. And I was always, yeah. I'm always quite happy that Wakefield in England gets pointed out, which is quite yes. nice. I live just down the road from Wakefield, so it's quite interesting oh, nice. to, to see somewhere that's <laughs> close by to be mentioned. And Wakefield, England, is not somewhere that gets mentioned much in um, big yes. Hollywood blockbusters. Is there anything in it when you've been watching it and seeing the different scenes they show through the, the news footage and stuff that you thought, ah, that that now answers such and such, or that leads to that, or whatever? Are there hidden signs in there that link to bits of the film? Is basically what I'm saying. There is. There's a, a very subtle thing that M. Night does where every now and again he'll give you an aerial shot just yeah. high up. Of course, obviously, when we look and see the, the crop circles, but there's a, you, you, it's almost like you have this feeling like you're being watched. You know what I mean? And yeah. So when we see those shots, we're actually getting the perspective of the aliens looking down on us. Yes. Like we're little ants or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so I think that's one of the things that where it shows us the um it, it shows us the signs that you know all around, but but also is um 
kind of putting showing us a different perspective on on us as humans living our life. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And and uh, yeah, I guess yeah. how the invaders might 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 see us. Yeah. Um, as we're just like little specks and then do we really matter, I guess, is, is, yeah. is where that might be going. Now, I mentioned there about the, the Wakefield thing. That is one of those elements that just makes me smile. The same as Joaquin Phoenix and his um, tinfoil hat. Are there yes. any particular moments that just, just you look forward to from that point of view that you know there's that smiles coming out? Oh, that bit's going to come where? It, have you got a moment like that? Well, um, uh, <laughs> there's... Uh, isn't there a conversation at one point where they're talking about the video that they're using to record? Um, I can't. There's some little interchange I have about the videos anyway, and it's and it's like yes, there um, is. I'm trying to remember uh, it now. I, I think he, the, um, he has Merrill has like his swimsuit collection. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, video and they record over it. And anyway, just just like simple little moments like that. They're, again, yeah. very subtle little things, but it's just like the kids wanting to record what's happening like this is important we need to record this and yeah and just the, the again it's just like really simple family dynamics and and yeah. also highlights the awkward dynamic of here is this kind of single young guy living in with his brother and, and kids and you know what i mean and, yeah. and it's almost like but they're making it work you know what i mean yeah yeah i guess it is again it's that thing that m knight's done really well which is he writes people really well and he writes yeah normal people incredibly well because yeah. the, the dynamic between all of those people is the type of dynamic it would be and that type of silly little interjection about whether or not you're recording over something that whoever wants recorded yes. and keeping forever yeah. is the type of conversation that certainly used to go on when we used video players it obviously right. wouldn't happen of now course. which maybe is something that's aged the film slightly because nowadays <laughs> we don't have video recorders in the house it was got yes. a video recorder yeah but it is it's very well written uh, do you think there's anything else that ages it from that point of view? I mean, there's obviously there's the the video recordings which are, are quite aging, but is there anything else that rec- that sort of ages it? I think that's a you know I, I rewatched it the other day because obviously yeah. I knew we'd be talking to you about this and and I was just amazed at how how well it's, it's I mean as you said it's not coming up in almost twenty five years um, yeah. I think you know everything about it—the special effects, and although there's not a huge amount of them, but like the, those moments where they use them. I mean, yeah. that's another thing we didn't talk about as well—the the design of the alien. Yeah, we do finally get to see it, like a straight-up shot of it in the yeah. light. It's yeah. still—it's kind of blurry. It's still a little bit, um, and, and just the way that that was done. Um, mm. was, was was so brilliant and you'd think was, you know uh, there's other movies you watch, like I was watching Goldeneye the other day and there's a scene where the where Bond is flying away in the plane at the end and you look at the yeah. special effects you're like oh god that looks like a, a, a kid's model just blew up yeah but yeah. but but there's other films where you know you just it you just and it kind of takes you out of it a bit because you because you notice that um, yeah. It makes me smile when I hear people talking about Marvel movies. Oh my God, I don't think the special effects are up to top. I'm like, are you kidding me? Have you seen that in, in, in 3D? It's incredible. But know, it's amazing. You know, it's different different eyes, uh, different time. But um, yeah, but I, yeah I, I don't think to, I think because me, most of this movie is just, it's a family drama. And, yes. and you know, I think that's probably why it, it's, stands the test of time because it really yeah. could be happening back in the 70s or it could be happening now yeah um yeah and i think do you think that i mean you're speaking about wakefield there yeah do you think because um you know if you live in that area because you've got a certain type of people who live in in that area and yeah. i think because m Knight he likes to shoot in the area that he knows the people yes. that he knows and it tends yeah. to be you know, a lot of his films tend to be out in the countryside somewhere. Yeah. Um, not all of them, but uh, but I feel like he shoots in that area because in a way it's like there's parts of, of, of it's Pennsylvania, right? Am, am I correct? Yes, it's Pennsylvania, and, yeah. And I feel like there's parts of Pennsylvania where you time has stopped. That's almost how I would put it. Like you're just yeah. not sure what, whether you're, you know what I mean? Because you go to LA. You right, yes. You, yeah. you feel like it's it's very uh, modern uh, for all the, the pluses and minuses of that. But you go to somewhere like in Pennsylvania, you drive down a country road, and it's probably the same way it was 50 years ago. You know, yeah. the cars are different yeah. and, you know, the technology. We have phones now and stuff like that. But yeah. but there's something about it that's almost, almost timeless in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, certainly that is the, the view that Hollywood always gives us of um, 
rural areas of America. That, yes. that time seems to have stopped in those areas. And yeah. I don't know if that is true of those areas of America. You know, mm -hmm. I can only go by what I've seen in the films. I've not visited them. But yeah, there is certainly that that is there that you feel like you go into a different time when you go to these things. Yeah. I'm going to try and change this around because I, I normally talk about remakes um, because oh, Hollywood wow. loved to make a look, Hollywood loved to make a remake of the remake. Please don't anything. remake this one. Please no. Well, <laughs> do you think you could remake it? Is is it one of those films that you could go? You know what? Yeah, it's it's there's an ability there to make a remake of this and do it differently. Sort of reimagine it, maybe set it somewhere else other than rural Pennsylvania. Yes. You could put it somewhere I else. I or, think you've hit the nail on the head. I think that's the only way you could do it is to. To, to the same story perhaps but just do it in a different location or maybe even like a different family same situation you know what i mean yeah um in the way that they, they made the thing but they made it it was a yeah. prequel do you remember that one yeah like, i thought it was yeah, an yeah, interesting yeah. way of doing it um because yeah. then we got to see oh this is what happened before you know john carpenter's yeah. the thing um yeah. so, so i i think you're right i think that's you know that I would be interested to see maybe if somebody remade it or did a version of it. You know, another family's experience, maybe in another part of the world, or yeah, yeah, um, it would be because you know in the movie they remember they talk about you know they say somewhere in the Middle East they discovered that they you know their weakness was water and and the yes. word spread and they were able to defeat them. Uh, so you know you, that makes you go, oh, how did they discover that? Maybe that's the 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 parallel story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I suppose you have. You, he's he's built the world around this alien invasion very nicely, but then put you in this tiny microscopic view of what's going on. You're only with yeah. that one family in that one farmhouse, really. Yeah. And I know you see some of the rest of the, the, the town, but it's mainly it's those guys in that one farmhouse surrounded by the crop, crop circles. So you think that there is a bigger story you could tell, that you could go to any of the other places, maybe yeah. find out why they found out water was something that they were... Exactly. Allergic to, yeah. And and was it you know? Can you? I guess it's kind of like alien and aliens. Like you could have signs too, but it yeah. would be like in the city. And how do the people deal? With, you know, if you're in the city and these guys are coming at you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Take it's it up to the next world. level, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. As you say, from the alien aliens point of view, yeah, yeah. Alien was the the very small slasher movie, and then aliens yeah. went ah, all out action and war. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you could do that. Yeah. That's 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 something I was we were talking before about things you don't like or things that don't seem to work. It is a plot. Well, I'm going to have to mention it now. You've, I've just sort of it's twigged in my Go mind. Yeah. Why would these aliens, who must have known they have an allergy to water, mm -hmm. go to try and settle on one of the planets in the solar system that has the most water? It's got more water than land. Why would they? Why come here? Well, I think. And, and I'm now going to do exactly what you said all your other guests did. Um, I, I think it's because it, literally these particular group of aliens, it was a hidden, it was a hidden run job. It was like they're coming mm. to get to harvest our organs. I believe is what they suggest at one point. Yeah. So they're basically they're gassing people, and the reason they're doing that because they want to keep the bodies. Yeah. Um, and to harvest them. So I think that's really what they came to do. Um, yeah. And the reason they went hand to hand and in the way that they did, you know, face to face is because, um, because of what they wanted and how they, because if they, if they got into, at one point it actually, it, this was one of the things I love about the movie, there's little small pieces here and there where they discuss it on a larger level. And they said like, you know, yeah. if they came in, in fact, they use the book, don't they? The kid, you know, Mel Gibson says to his son, so, so what happens if they're hostile and the kid starts quoting from the book, but he talks about, you know, if they come in with their laser uh, weapons and alien technology then you know yeah. humans are going to use a nuclear bomb and then you know that's gonna, then they don't have bodies to harvest so this was yeah. the the idea behind it and and so no i totally hear what you're saying but um <laughs> that would be my um desperate defense of that would be I, I think it's a, it's a fairly good defense i suppose we're the only life forms around and they want to get in there quick and get people yeah. before they could be affected and before we could affect, infect ourselves, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I like that. Well done. <laughs> Going back to this this remake idea, then, and this, yeah. I suppose, bigger world building. If you can do another film, where would you set it? Would you put it in a city? Then I would. I would just because it's the complete opposite of of what they experienced. And, and um, I assume you'd you'd hope that M Knight would come back and he would write and direct it. That that would be. Pr I mean, if he could. I mean, because he has shown, like with Unbreakable and mm. um, 
um, what was the other two? That it was glass. Split and glass. And split and yeah. glass. Like, isn't it so interesting when you watch Glass, how then I go back and watch the other two movies again, and I was yeah. like, wow. Like, the level, there's so many, so many layers in that, and yeah. uh, the, the, the development of each of the characters through yeah. all three films. Um, yeah. It's just, it's an extraordinary journey. And yeah, uh, well, so I mean, well, if he could do was that. was a shock. Yes. I mean, no, no one knew that was an unbreakable sequel. Yeah. I mean, who, who knew that until the end when Bruce Willis pops up and was like, oh, right, it's in that universe. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And then to bring Glass in as well and bring all three yeah. together and that was just uh, amazing. So, so he's shown he can do it. He can bring yeah. movies together. So why not do, revisit the world of signs? Uh, yeah. It would be interesting to see. Would, wouldn't it? Who would you um, cast in it then? Oh, wow. Other than yourself, obviously, because obviously you'd want to be part of this. Oh, I'd kill that. I mean, <laughs> literally, but I would do anything to be in that film. Um, but um, oh, that's a really good question of, of actors. Uh, I mean, I think um, uh, Matthew McConaughey would be great, but of course he, he probably would have been better in the country than he would have Probably, been. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh my god, that's a really interesting one. Because um, I suppose you've, you've got to, if you're going to link it in the same way he did with Unbreakable, have Mel yeah. Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix appear somehow in it, but maybe they, in you know, tiny little side roles. Maybe they've somehow. learned, yeah. Maybe they've learned and they've come back and um, oh yeah. If there was, if there was a way to find, let's say they've moved to the city, the kids have grown up, you yeah. know, maybe Meryl's got married and and uh, uh, maybe even. Um, Graham has as well, but it would be interesting to catch up yeah. on those characters as well. Maybe now living a different, maybe they've moved to the city and it's it's yeah. back on again and, and the family has to come back together to, to survive it. That would be interesting. Yeah. Curious, that's all. Um, yeah. Is there anything well, you think we've missed? Who would you cast? Who would you cast? Who would I cast? Oh, yeah. man. <sighs> you see, I, 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 if we're going to do it now the way we've kind of decided it's going to be a sequel, you've, you've just got to bring Mel and working back, yeah. you can't do it without them. So you've got to wow. have them in there. But you know, I think it'd be it'd be interesting to because I believe that Mark Ruffalo was supposed to take on the role of that Mel Gibson eventually played. Oh, interesting. Um, he was in the original talks to take on that role. It would have been mm. interesting to see him as someone going through the same type of thing as Mel Gibson had in yeah. a very different situation, or and maybe yes. with. Mel Gibson there as a mentor to help them through it. What might be an mm. interesting thing to see someone like that in there because he's he's a, a very underrated actor, I think, from yeah. the things he's done. Yeah, I don't know is the truth. I, I ask these questions with the people in the hope they'll never ask me, but <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes when they recast movies, they do it so badly, and sometimes they do it really well, really yes. well. I mean, my my favorite film I've said before is Highlander, and yeah. they're currently in talks to make a remake of Highland, or a remake of Highland is being made with Henry Cavill taking on the Christopher Lambert role. And it, it, I just still can't, I can't see it because to me, Conor McLeod looks a certain way and sounds a certain way. So for someone else to suddenly do it, it's very, very different. And I guess anytime you think of someone else taking your iconic favorite role is going to yes. be really difficult. Mel Gibson is the best person to play Mel Gibson in this film. Yeah. So I guess it's a difficult one. But I ask, I ask you the questions. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being sneaky. <laughs> That's fine. I get asked it all the time as well. People often turn it around on me. But, you know, it's one of them things. Is there anything we've missed? Is there anything we forgot to mention? Anything you want to mention? I mean, we talked about very briefly about CG in there. And you were saying about how you don't, you think it's really good, the design of the aliens. And if I must admit, I think the CG use in this, certainly for a, a film that's over 20 years old, yeah. it's pretty, pretty bloody good. You know, yeah. and I know people will say, "Yeah, but it's aged." But cost has the technology has moved on an awful lot since then. Yeah. But I think keeping it in the dark the way they did, in the same way as I suppose Ridley Scott did with yeah. Aliens, it it hides any of those flaws and imperfections. You keep yes. it in the dark, and it it works really well. Even when you do see the alien, we're still cutting back to a reflection in the television. Uh, yeah. One of the shots, and then we're seeing it. Um, you know, over the shoulder of, of one of the others at, at one point. And there's one or two direct shots, but it, yeah. the creature is kind of moving from side to side. It, it never, there's always some sense of blurriness or, yes. or so, so in a way, like it, the fact that it's not clearly defined uh, yeah. has, has allowed it to, I mean, and, and I think when you think about it, that movie had a 
when you think it, there's very few locations. Yeah. Um, it had to be a relatively low budget film. Yeah. Um, and so consider all that considered, I think, I think, um, yeah, it's it's they did they did well with it. Is there anything we've missed? Is there anything that you? Oh God, I think as your questions have been thorough. We've uh, sometimes <laughs> I've I've gone off on tangents with your questions, but but <laughs> but I think somehow we've 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 uh, uh, as I said, I, I, when I uh, saw your questions, I was like, wow, this this is very well thought out, and and we're really because because what we're doing is looking at it from all different perspectives, from the perspective yeah. of as a fan. Uh, as from you know, as a as a creative and and uh, um, so there's just so many different aspects. Yeah, I think we've been very thorough, don't you? Brilliant. I, I think so. I think so for yeah. the, for the, about the just under an hour that we've done. I think we've done brilliantly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that people at home enjoy it just the same. Okay, I think this bit's really tough, but I don't know. You're probably one of these people that just go ahead and just do it. Can you sell the film in about thirty seconds? Okay. So this film it 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 takes you on an emotional roller coaster of a journey um of a family who are um buckling and uh struggling after the loss of the mother and this family you know all their their emotional difficulties and their their problems um are all unraveling um while uh, there's aliens coming to invade the planet, and so for <laughs> for anybody who likes a good, uh, uh, you know, dramatic film, uh, we, you've got it all because you've got this like beautiful. Think of it like a cake. You've got this beautiful like <laughs> under under uh, the basic uh, like a sponge cake, right? Like a Victoria cake. So on the bottom you've got nice sponge, and that's kind of like there's an alien invasion. Then you've got some jam and cream in the middle, which is of course this beautiful juicy drama of of a, a, a man who is a formerly a priest now giving up his faith because his wife has died um, and and then you've got on top of it you just got I don't know these uh, wonderful performances by these great actors and uh, it's just it's in a fully immersive journey like you just sit back turn off the lights and just uh, let, let the movie take you I challenge anyone not to sit and watch this and, and not have an experience brilliant I love that I love the analogy of a cake for this film I think anything that can bring it back to cake has got to be good so that was well done thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for having me it was it, what a fun thing to talk about and, and uh, I really appreciate what you do my friend Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. It really has. Just want to remind people where we can find your content out there. What was the name of that website again, please? So it's uh, my first and last name, HughLahan.com. So my first name is Hugh, H-U-G-H. Last name, Lahan, L-E-H-A-N-E.com. Thank you very much. That is it for this episode. We will be back as normal in about two weeks' time. Bye-bye for now. Tell Harmon to play games. It's okay to be silly. I will. Tell Bo to listen to her brother. He'll always take care of her. I will. And tell Grim. I'm here. Tell him. See. Tell him to see. And tell Meryl to swing away. <laughs>